and welcome to the Masters Preview Edition of the Postcast. My name is Sean Fairholm. I'm here with Cassie Stein. So many storylines to get to this week at the Masters. What a tournament we have on our hands. Let's talk to someone who's covered this tournament for 37 years, Mr. Ron Green Jr. And now we welcome on PGA Tour insider Ron Green Jr. to the postcast. Ron, how excited are you for this year's Masters? I mean, I get excited for it every year, but I think I'm like everybody else. This one just feels a little different. It just seems like there's a uh, there's a buzz to it that maybe that's higher than there has been in the past. And I think, obviously, with Phil playing well, Rory playing well, but uh, it's all because of that one guy. And <laughs> to see Tuesday morning practice round with Tiger Woods to Phil Mickelson at Augusta National and to see the crowd, I mean, it was it was just enormous. And you could just feel the difference, the anticipation. Now, maybe when it all starts – you know, somebody shoots a bad round or something, it changes the vibe a little bit. But going in, I mean, it is, I can't remember one that's more anticipated than this. We have a lot of storylines to get to, but let's start with the one you mentioned with Tiger. He comes in off of three top 15 finishes, including a second place finish at the Valspar Championship in Tampa. How big of a story would this this be if he were able to come out out with victory? Well, in golf history, I think, think the only comparable thing probably is Ben Hogan coming back after the terrible wreck he had and uh, coming back to win major championships like he did. Uh, otherwise, I can't think of anything like that. Uh, you know, in sports wise, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know, but I just think given how high Tiger was and then how incredibly low it got and how, I mean, it looked unlikely that he might ever even play competitively again to come back and do that, uh, would just be it would be as we always used to joke almost too big to write and uh you know he was asked that question in this press conference what what he thought about that possibility and what it would mean he said he sort of pumped the brakes a bit we got four rounds to go here let's let's not get ahead of ourselves but yeah i mean it's you talk about movies well there's your one right there uh, uh, Ron, you also mentioned that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson played a practice round this morning, Tuesday morning at Augusta. Never thought we'd see that, but also totally awesome. Um, and Phil may be the second biggest story of this tournament just because of how well he has played, winning in Mexico, coming in with a lot of momentum. Do you like his chances this week? Oh, absolutely. I think he's got a great chance. I think he, even when he's not playing particularly well, he has a good chance when he comes to Augusta because he knows how to play it. And he just has that extra little bit of motivation or emotion or whatever you want to call it that uh, elevates him here. And so now he comes in, I mean, done a lot of work on a lot of things. And I, I just think he, he expects to win. I think there's probably seven, eight, ten guys who come in here think they're going to win this golf tournament. Now, I think a lot of other players come in hoping they can win the tournament. But I think Phil's in that small group who thinks he's going to win. Tiger and Phil are kind of the older contingent here, but there are a few other interesting stories. Of course, Rory can still complete the career Grand Slam if he were to win this week, and he just won at Bay Hill a few weeks ago. You have Jordan Spieth, who finished tied for third in Houston, always is in contention at Augusta. And you have Justin Thomas, who can be number one in the world if he were to uh, play well here. Who do you like out of that group? Um, You know what? I would let you take... 
you two pick the first two picks, and I would be thrilled to have the third pick. That's how good I think all of them are. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, you sit in there and you listen to Rory talk about how he's playing and his expectations. You think, oh yeah, this is this is the time. I mean, in Jordan Spieth, as Phil Mickelson said, you know, he has not been on great form until he played well at the end of the Houston event. And Phil just sort of said, it doesn't matter. I mean, when Jordan Spieth comes here, he's got a chance. He just knows how to get around here. Yeah, and Justin Thomas, he's not technically number one in the world, but I think most people think he's the best player in the world at the moment. So I think it could be any one of those guys. You know, it's interesting. Rory is uh, he has the fourth best scoring average in the history of the Masters, the guys who played at least 25 rounds, mm-hmm. and yet he's never won the Masters here. So I don't know. I, I feel like he will get one, but uh, whether it's this year or not, I don't know. But, you know, it's the short list ahead of him. That's a crazy stat on Rory. Um, but not to be forgotten, a few other players who've been playing well and also know how to win a major championship. Bubba Watson won twice in the past eight weeks. Jason Day won at Torrey Pines. Dustin Johnson won in Hawaii. Um, but it's somewhat quiet since. Uh, what interests you out of those three and maybe some others that you have in mind? Well, I think Bubba's the one who sort of jumps out. I mean, the way he played winning at Los Angeles and then come back and win the match play. Cause I mean, he was, you know, whatever he'd fall to 117th in the world, I think. And, and it was basically forgotten. And, and you know, he's going through a lot. He had some health issues. He had some motivation issues, you know, a lot of things going on in his life. And, uh, finally sort of got back to it and got his strength back. He lost 25 pounds or so and didn't hit the ball quite like he did. And now that's all come back. And I mean, he can just play this place. It just, he, he, like maybe nobody since Seve, I mean, he just sees big shots, big shape and shots and can hit them both ways. And, and that comes in so handy here at Augusta. And then when you throw in the fact that he has that just behemoth strength, he has and distance that it shortens the golf course for him. I, I think he's a very formidable player. Maybe the surprise player of the, of the year so far on the PGA tour, Bubba Watson, I'm going to give my pick away early this week. Uh, I, I love Justin Rose. He has seven top 15 finishes in this event, and he's only made 13 appearances. He almost won last year, just losing to Sergio Garcia in the playoff. Uh, it's hard to call him a sleeper because he's won a major championship, but do you like his chances? Well, I think yeah. I, I, the more you go around and ask people, all right, to pick one guy, his name may actually be the one most people pick. Everybody wow. talks about all, you know, the Tiger and Phil and Rory and all this stuff and the sort of the more spectacular type players. But then if you say you had to pick one person, Justin Rose's name is on a lot of lists for good reason. I mean, I mean, look at how he finished last year. And I hadn't played as much early this year, partly by design, but he's got a great record here. I mean, he's a terrific player. I mean, you, I'd be shocked if he weren't at least somewhere close to the front by the time they turn to the weekend. Get that. We've talked a lot about uh, a, a lot about the players. We all know the course, but is there anything in terms of weather to watch for this week or any course conditions um, that could play a big factor in deciding the winner? Well, I mean, the weather's always part of it. It's been warm, mid-80s, but it's uh, supposed to get some rain maybe early Wednesday. Maybe not an enormous amount, but enough. The wind's going to change. It's going to cool down. You know, Saturday looks a little lippy. Could be a rainy Saturday. Uh, temperatures in the 60s. It'll be cool. The wind's going to blow. The wind will blow from a different direction, sort of the colder direction, which, you know, changes maybe the way some holes typically play. So, um, you know, it might soften the golf course a little bit. But, I mean, right now it looks 
just pure. Um, hopefully it won't get too much rain. But, you know, I mean, I think the Masters is always best when there's some wind. But you have to be so precise going into these greens that, you know, that just adds an element. You don't want it to be just blowing, sort of blow the scores away. But uh, it just a little bit, which it sounds like we're going to get, just adds another la- layer of intrigue to it. Ron, before we let you go, you had a tremendous piece on Jim Nance that came out this past Friday, a beautiful long-form piece on him. Um, can you take us behind the scenes on how you put that together and, and what it was like to be with him? Um, well, thank you for saying that. Uh, it was fun to do. Uh, I'm lucky. I mean, I've known Jim for 30, 40 years. Uh, I think we're actually distant relatives. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so we... Uh, so I had that familiarity with him. Uh, he was born in Charlotte, where I live, and uh, granted, he didn't stay there but six years. But uh, I've just gotten to know him through the years, spent a lot of time with him at various things, written some other things about him, and uh, knew some of his history. Uh, and so when it, you know, he's he's as nice and as easygoing and as cooperative as as you would sense he is. I mean, just. The, the guy you see in here on television, that's who he is. And, you know, it worked out that I was able to go spend a day with him in Charlotte prior to the NCAA tournament, just sort of hanging out courtside with him during practices and everything. And Bill Raftery and Grant Hill are right there, and they're just doing their work. And in between, we talked and uh, shared stories. And so some I had a head start because I knew a good bit about him. But, I mean, it could not have been more helpful and obliging and then – you know, the, the people I talked to from Gary McCord to Nick Valdo and others had such great things to say about him. Uh, it's just, uh, it fell together nicely. And, you know, it helped that I had been in St. Andrews with him in 2015 when he was in that graveyard in the middle of the night reading the tombstone from young Tom Morris. So uh, it gave me some color and, and I was very happy with how it turned out. And he was very, very gracious calling to thank us and had some really nice things to say about it. So uh, fun thing to do. Ron, one last question, though. Um, what makes him so passionate about the game of golf? Obviously, we know him from the NFL and college basketball, but what's the one thing that really drives him, you know, to make those great calls um, in the in the golf on the golf broadcasts? It's just something. I mean, he grew up with it. I mean, he was around golf since he was a kid. His parents played, and just you know, it's the way the game grabs some of us, and obviously, some people it doesn't grab, but. It got him, and, I mean, he was always a good player and something that, you know, as the family moved around to different places, he could sort of take with him his golf game. And then as he got to college, he was good enough to be on a golf team at Houston and uh, and has played a good bit through the years. He still plays fairly often now as the luxury of living at Pebble Beach, which is a nice place to have at your front door, and plays in the area out there and occasionally when he's on, on the road. But uh, it's just, you know, he just feels it. He said – you know, I cover, uh, I do basketball and football mostly. He said, but golf's the one that's in my soul. And I think that that carries over into what we hear when he's on the broadcast. And he has a nice par three in his backyard, doesn't he? He does have that. We didn't really talk about that. I meant to talk about that. But, uh, yes, he has a nice par three. And then he's just uh, a short walk away from the seventh tee at Pebble Beach if he wants to go down and just sort of soak in the scenery. Well, it was a tremendous piece, and it's good timing given that uh, it's Masters Week and, and he'll be on the call. So, Ron, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me.
thanks again to Ron Green Jr. for joining us on the call this week. I think um, he was right on site, so I think we heard a Justin Johnson uh, conference calling to all the media members, so that's pretty awesome. Um, but yes, it is Masters Week. Yay. I don't think anyone, you know, this is the week that everyone gets excited for. Everyone anticipates this week, and we start the countdown after the majors end in um, August. So everyone's really excited. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this might be the most amped up Masters for for a really, really long time with Tiger Woods back in the mix. So Sean and I are going to make some picks. Sean, who are you going with this week? Yeah, I gave my pick away earlier, but Justin Rose is my pick for this week. He almost won last year. He lost in the playoff to Sergio, and uh, he's made 13 Masters appearances and seven times in the top 15. He's really, uh, he's kind of a machine at, at Augusta National, and uh, yeah, I'm going to take Justin. Who do you like? I like it. Um, I'm not giving any stats. I'm not giving any of that stuff. I'm just going to say Tiger Woods. Bam. That would be amazing. Just going out with me. Just going out with a bang, Tiger Woods, why not? It'd literally be the greatest story in sports history. I think um, you asked that question to Ron earlier, but I think it would be the greatest comeback easily, right? Yeah, that and Ben Hogan, uh, you know, in yeah. 51. Yeah, it would be uh, right there with that and one of the greatest sports stories of all time. And like Ron said, uh, we'd be making a movie about it pretty quickly after uh, after the tournament ends if, if, that, if that happens. But they should give him credit for, you know, saying that they should make a movie out of it. Oh, so definitely. Yeah. Kind of like that. And we were part of it. And <laughs> maybe they can have us there and whatever. Yeah. Can but, we get some royalties from this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. We'll save. We'll save this podcast. <laughs> All right. So everyone should enjoy Masters Week. It's the best week of the year. And that's all the time we have left on the postcast. Um, like I said, enjoy it. Uh, tune in next week for a Masters recap. But until then, if you're going to play some golf, hit them straight.